Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now, driving at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cricket Daily. It's the first day of the Boxing Day Test Match. I'm Menas. I'm joined by Paul. Paul, what a day for Australia. They've continued their dominance over the old enemy. They bowled them out for 185, and they're one for 61. Yeah, I don't think it quite goes to redressing the the horror that we both still feel feel 11 years after Boxing Day 2010. (laughs) But it was pretty nice. It was pretty nice. And um, uh, I'm doing it actually live here. I've got an audience. I've got uh, my wife, my mother-in-law, and my daughter um, hovering in the background. So um, they're going to get to experience the the podcast live. Can you ask uh, them to watch it on YouTube to boost our stats rather than listening like this? They should, yeah. Um, But, (laughs) um, yeah, so... uh, uh, not not looking good for England. And uh, that, that wicket of David Warner at the end gives them something. And you just never know. But they're coming to the, what is the last chance saloon. I think tomorrow is the day that they need to do something pretty dramatic. Otherwise, what vestige of hope they had for the Ashes is gone. Yeah, so for those listening on the podcast app, Paul and I will be here every day, the MCG test, as long as it goes. And uh, we'll hopefully be joined by some guests during the test match. So listen out for that one. And at the end, there's some great questions already. And there's someone from America watching, Paul. So uh, we'll get to that later, Jay. 
Um, Paul particularly gets a bit of um, a tickle when US uh, cricket fans tune in. Uh, But I want to start with my Bad Day Award because normally I leave it to the end, but I'm just (laughs) pissed off because I just got off the Zoom press conference with Johnny Bairstow. Basically, they're doing all the press conferences now via Zoom, which is great for people like me who aren't at the ground. So just dialed in. And Bairstow was pathetic. I mean, he gets my Bad Day Award because he was whinging about the fact that they lost the toss. Oh, we would have bowled in that. And he said it about five times and I'm like you are pathetic this is why England comes here and loses um, because you're a sorry excuse for a sporting team the the toss (laughs) has been um, in perpetuity something you cannot change in cricket so sure you can say it once it was good conditions to bowl but don't keep going on about it and no wonder you're playing so bloody pathetically on this tour if you're at the end of the day still carrying on about the toss I mean every great cricket captain says the same thing doesn't matter what you do first, you've got to do it well. So you cannot blame the toss for being bowled out for 185. So Johnny Bairstow, bad day. You recalled and already the first press conference, you're whinging about it, losing the toss. Honestly, get back on the boat and go back to England with that <laughs> sorry excuse for an attitude. No, I'm sorry, I'm pissed off because I thought this English team was made of more metal and they've been pathetic in the first two tests. They've rolled over so easily and then they lose a toss and they're carrying on about it at the end of day one like, oh, you know, if we'd won the toss, it could be different. Well, you didn't. And in the end, you played some shitty shots to get out. Some of your batsmen like Butler and Stokes should look in the mirror and go, what the hell were we thinking? All right, so that's the Bad Day Award. That was a pretty good rant to start things off. That was a good rant. It was a good rant. Um, I mean, the ironic thing, of course, is that the toss, winning the toss in the first test was the worst thing that could have happened to them. If they'd lost that toss in the first test, they might have got on to win it. So, um, but to be fair to, to Johnny, um, it was a good toss to win. It wasn't anywhere near as much of a, a pitch that had the the movement that maybe uh, I expected. They left uh, 11 millimetres of grass, or as a non-builder, I will say they left 1.1 centimetres of grass, which makes a lot more sense to me, um, which is, you know, they only leave um, 0.8 of a centimetre of grass at Adelaide Oval for the day-night test when they're conscious of keeping the pink ball uh, nice and cushioned. So 1.1 uh, centimetres is quite a lot. Uh, and it didn't move around as much as I expected, but still, it's undeniable that it was a it was a better day to bowl than to bat today. I think. Yeah, absolutely, but I don't think it was uh, the decisive element in the game today. I think England played terribly and played some bad shots, and some of their batsmen, I got to just don't look like Test quality. Well, the, the the damning thing for them is that there were too many getting into double figures and not going on any further. And I think that it's it, it's not a four hundred pitch, but maybe. Uh, you know, England could have been able to eke their way up to 280 or something like that. And I think that exactly. was that was well within their reach. Probably the worst shot of the, the day was played by the best batter, and that was Joe Root. Um, it was very uncharacteristic to to get to 50 and then play that wafting shot uh, off Mitchell Stark. And you could see by his infuriated reaction that it was just a, lo- a loss in concentration. Some of the other shots weren't so good, but I think that of all the shots today that that, that hurt England the most, that was the one. Yeah, that was a big wicket just after the lunch break. Um, but let's wheel it back to the beginning of play. So some changes for the Australian side. We haven't convened since they've um, mm. they've happened. So Scott Boland given a test debut today. Fantastic. Um, the fourth Indigenous uh, Australian cricketer to play test cricket. So a really um, significant milestone. And yep. um, 
it, it seems to me like it's one of those dreams that we have as like a cricket. And we, you, we've talked about this before where you sort of go to bed thinking about what could happen for me to play a test. And I think that's what happens to Scott <laughs> Boland's. Okay. James Pattinson retires early. Um, <laughs> Hazelwood injured. Jai Richardson's got a niggle. They don't want to risk Nisa with a, a back-to-back test matches up. Oh, and I've got, you know, a, a, I'm taking wickets at, First class level at thirteen at the ground, so um, yeah, quite phenomenal. But what a great story! It is a great story, and I just now that I think about it, you probably owe someone an apology. Um, I was waiting Doug for this. Bo- yeah, <laughs> Boland okay. who suggested that uh, they might bring in Boland. Although he was was he talking about for the second test, or was he talking? About he was talking about I think for the second test when Boland okay, so wasn't in the squad, and that's what annoyed me. Boland wasn't in the squad, <laughs> so you've got to accept that. Um, Dougie Bollinger, who you malign as every chance you get, um, you, you maybe need to say sorry to him. Yeah, I would say it's a conditional apology because what I was annoyed was was the fact that he was being asked who, like, you know, it was like you saying Glenn Maxwell to play the SCG test when he's, you know, <laughs> playing for the Stars. I mean, it's like, okay, that's all, that's fanciful. Then, you know, they're not going to draft him in. But you're right, um, Doug wasn't as far off as maybe I initially thought. So that was the Australian changes. Um, you know, come, but I, come I just back. On that, I think that, yeah, on the one hand, it is a great story, and you've got to be happy for, for him. And he has a very decent first class record, averaging around about the 26 mark, I think, in, mm. in first class cricket, probably a little bit better than that in recent seasons. And he's certainly having an excellent season this season so far. So, look, very, very clearly, far worse cricketers have played for Australia than, than uh, Scott Boland. I just don't understand, though, why they didn't uh, p- uh, continue with Richardson. That the notion that oh, he has an injury, to... so he has a lower egg leg niggle, and they just didn't want to risk it. Okay, uh, that... yeah. Okay, I was going to say that, that um, if it was purely just preventative, then then I, I can accept that. But I think that Nisa um, deserved to be still um, picked, and I think that the notion that because he's taken uh, lots of wickets at the MCG, that he's some sort of an MCG specialist. That seems almost like superstition to me. Yeah, I mean, look, probably he knows the conditions and he knows how to bowl on that pitch. I, um, my, the jury's still out for me. It could be one of those selections where he just plays this test match and that's it for him, or maybe we take him to England. We've got a question about him there. Uh, look, look, I've got to say at times today he looked to me like a very good shield bowler and not a test bowler, um, but it was his no, first he's, test he's, match. He's test standard. I mean... If you're averaging 26 in first-class cricket, th- that's totally acceptable to play test cricket. There have been uh, fast bowlers picked for Australia who average in the 30s um, in shield mm. cricket. I'm just saying we currently have an excellent crop, and I think that they've dispensed with Nisa uh, a little bit too early based on the fact that he looked you know, not as uh, penetrating as he might have looked in Adelaide, but I think that this pitch would have suited him more. And, and I know you're not meant to consider this too much, but he's a substantially better batter as well. Mm, yeah, definitely. I guess um, the two players that I thought of were James Pattinson, who retired yeah. recently and, and probably could have played two tests already in this series if he'd been yep. in the squad. So uh, I feel really sorry for him because, you know, he doesn't have a, a crystal ball to know what's going to happen in the upcoming summer when he made the decision, but he is probably kicking himself. I don't know if you saw he put out a tweet today when Scott Boland um, is taking the same number as Pattinson, 19, and Pattinson said, well, you got to live up to my figures at the MCG of, you know, averaging 60 with the bat and taking wickets at 16. So no pressure. Um, so that was quite <laughs> amusing. Uh, and then um, yeah, the amusing, other one is Sean Abbott. 
Yeah, Sean Abbott was in the squad last year and um, not sure why he sort of drifted away, but he must he, he must have been pretty close. Yeah. Got uh, me? I agree. Uh, I think that both he and Pattinson. Have we got a, have we got a lag suddenly um, lurking? Why don't I bounce you out and bring you back in? Okay. Sounds good. Might not bring him back in. I might just rant about Johnny Best over for the next half an hour and then end it. No, just joking. All right. How are you? You realise that I could still hear you when you were when you had me out. I know. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying that. Um, all righty. So, um, and then the English they made a, a swathe of changes. Four of them. Um, did, did, so Bearstow, um, Crawley come in. Bro, uh, Wood comes back in. Leach comes in. Um, you know, Wokes, Broad, Burns, Pope all get the chop. Did 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 they just hit the panic button? Because I think they had to make changes. I mean, what else were they going to do? Yeah, I think they had to make changes. And I think that Wokes going out and Wood coming in was very uncontroversial and obviously the right thing to do. I, I'm happy that they brought Bairstow in. Um, I, I think he's a, a good, solid player. And um, I think he's a better player than Burns. But normally they've brought him in Pope. And I think that's a mistake. I think that although Oli Pope has looked at a cat on a hot tin roof against the spin the fact that he's got an average of 50 over um over his first class career and it's not a, a it's not a tiny sample he's, he's played a few seasons of first class cricket if you can average over 50 in those tough english conditions then you're a decent player and i think it's um he should have been uh, persisted with i'm not so sure about bringing leach back in ahead of broad it's like maybe maybe um silverwood actually is confused and he thinks that leach is broad and broad is leach that he played Leach instead of Broad in the first test. Then, then he swapped them around, and now he swapped them back. Um, he might, he might actually have the, their identities wrong. Yeah, I think um, Broad had to be dropped just for the, his insolence. I think he's a little baby after Root called him out for some poor bowling. Then he goes and writes a column undermining his skipper. I, I think you, you can see here that there's um, so, some real fractions factions between you know Root and you know Anderson and Broad that have played over 300 tests between them. I did note that Anderson went to 168 tests today, equaling what is it? Um, S War and um, Ricky Ponting. I've got it somewhere here actually. Um, so he'll, um, you know, he's going to be the second most capped player in um, cricket history very soon. Yeah, he's equal with War and Ponting now, Anderson, and um, yeah, thirty-two behind Sash and Tendulkar. I don't think he'll catch him. Um, but yeah, I think Broad had to go. He's just a baby. Uh, I did listen to his podcast though; that was really interesting. He and Stokes are doing a show, and there was some interesting stuff in it. Um, one of them was they don't like the on-field interviews at the drinks break. They said they're not a fan of it. It's annoying when you're trying to talk to the team and there's a, a camera lurking around. And they said that they feel like they're under CA rules in Australia, not uh, like uh, normal rules for living. This connection's getting pretty uh, bad now, Paul. Because the storm's pretty bad here. But, I mean, me good day for Australia. No, 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 no. Well, I reckon we'll wrap it up. I mean, great day for Australia. Um Terrific day. I, I really liked Warner's intent in that last little session. You know, I know he got out, but that 38 off 40-odd uh, was terrific. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought, uh, you know, Australia, you know, mm. battle day tomorrow and 3-0 looms on the horizon. Yeah, my start of the day was going to be 15. That's what is currently is England's chance of winning. So 
15% chance that the Ashes will still somehow be alive after this test match. All righty. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Sorry we didn't get to the questions today, but uh, we'll make up for it later in the test. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach. And see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.